GPs are concerned antiviral treatments for COVID may end up causing adverse health effects. The access criteria, as you probably know by now, for three antiviral treatments is being widened. However, the General Practice Owners Association says these drugs can actually sometimes interact badly with other medicines. The association's deputy chair is Dr Angus Chambers, and uh, Angus is with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Antivirals first off, uh, are these a new type of drug or are they on the market for a while now? Now these are uh, brand new drugs. We've got relatively little experience with them. They've only been been there for the last, uh, well, in New Zealand the last few months, really. Okay. And Mm. they're they're designed specifically for COVID or for viruses generally? No, COVID-19. COVID especially. Uh, so the the decision to widen the use of them takes them out to people over 75, people who've been in intensive care, fairly fragile people. Is that fair comment? That is fair comment. What concerns you about that? Well, we're not concerned about widening the access because, um, uh, you know, the more people who, uh, there are people who could benefit from it who weren't getting access to it before. Uh, what we have concerns about is the way uh, it's going to be uh, uh, non-prescription through pharmacy um, uh, without a good um, coordination with general practitioners who look after m- most of these patients. So you're concerned that people will just literally walk up and say, can I get? Yeah, look, um, it, novel drugs, a lot of interactions with other drugs, especially the most effective one, Paxlovid, which is actually a combination of two drugs. Um so it's it's a very complex area, and um, almost by definition, you have to have a lot of health well, a lot of health conditions to get access to these drugs, which means you'll usually be on a lot of medications. So it's probably the the most trickiest area of prescribing um, that we have at the moment. It multi uh, many people with a lot of conditions on a lot of different drugs, getting these drugs that interact with other drugs, and. Uh, uh, being uh, the, the proposal is that they're distributed through pharmacies without um, without a, a GP prescriber. So it sounds pretty complex already. Before you add in this extra layer, yeah, look, it is. It's complex, and uh, so I guess our concerns around the safety issues. Um, and um, as I say, interactions. You, 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 people who don't know the medical history and the prescribing history, and the, the, the you also have to know the kidney function, liver function, all those kind of things. It's it's uh, it's definitely a recipe for possible possible harm if we don't get it right. All right. So the, the climate as well, I guess, must be playing into this. A lot of people, especially uh, that older group, who are told, "Oh, you're very much at risk from COVID. You you need to be careful. Keep out of crowds and protect yourself. Get your jabs and so on." Might be rushing off to get the antivirals. Well, they might, um, and um, you know. <laughs> I was in a pharmacy the other day, the first day it was announced, and someone had walked in with COVID to the pharmacist and said, oh, I want some of those antiviral drugs. And not isolating, putting the people at pharmacy at risk. It's just, you know, these kind of, uh, these decisions do have consequences that people don't always think through. Why have we gone at it in this way, do you think? Well, I mean, I think the hospital systems are getting pretty overloaded. There's a lot of people in, uh, with COVID in hospitals. So they're wanting to do something about it. Um, and, you know, I think that's you know a reasonable thing to want to do something about it. But I'm not sure that it's very well thought through. It seems a very rapid, unthought through decision. There's, as far as I'm aware, there's been no consultation with 
general practice or even possibly pharmacy to uh, to initiate this decision. So, um, as I say, the basis of it is, is our hospitals are groaning in depression. They want to be seen to be doing something. Okay, what's the solution? <laughs> well, I don't think there is an easy solution. I mean, I think um, uh, the uh, workforce issues in, in general practice uh, are particularly problematic at the moment. There's been years of uh, neglect uh, in the... Um, you know, we're losing nurses um, uh, as we speak almost into either the secondary care system because of the, uh, the pay, pay, pay issues and also overseas. Um, so, I mean, I guess I would say make, it, uh, make general practice an attractive place to work so that we can uh, do uh, a great job for our patients. Um, uh, like, uh, you know, I guess making decisions like this on the hoof without thinking it through, the, the, the talk that will ease the pressure on general practice, but we think the complexity of the situation will mean we'll get a lot of inquiries from pharmacists and actually potentially create more pressure. So, look, it's a wicked problem. I don't have an easy solution, but um, I'm not sure that this is the right one for us. You're grateful for your time this morning, Association Deputy Chair with the GP Owners Association, Dr Angus Chambers.